Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 51, which we are recording on Tuesday, December 10th. What are you wearing, Charlene? <laughs> Sorry, I was counting. I am wearing my Walpole sweater, which I, for some reason I keep forgetting the name of that. And I keep asking <laughs> Gail, what sweater is this? I cannot remember the name Walpole. But it is a sweater that I knit. Oops, let's see. My notes have closed. I knit my sweater. It wasn't that long ago. That was I knit last it year. Last year. Oh, it was this year. Oh, the beginning of the beginning year. of this year. I knit it in March. Sale. Yeah, I, I knit it back in March, and it was almost too warm to wear it, and so I've been wearing it a lot recently at home because it's just this big cozy open sweater it was it's kind of a wrap sweater and it kind of has drapey fronts but not super super drapey it's just a little bit of an oversized cardigan i knit mine in that garn studio drops alpaca which is very soft very wonderful mine is in a lovely gray so it matches everything. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> it does look really, really comfortable. It looks light as air. It is really light. And I've been wearing it so much. I was telling Gail I've got a snag on each arm that I need to repair because they're kind of staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also wearing? I am also wearing a cowl, my alewives cowl that I finally finished. And I've been talking about knitting it for the past couple of weeks and I'll talk about it more later on but that's a nice double wrap cowl very cozy Love and we're too. both double layered in hand knits today because <laughs> yes. it's, it's what we in Santa Cruz consider cold oh this lately. is cold it's cold ever. for anybody this would be cold <laughs> well I think it was 48 degrees on our back porch when I left the house Oh, yeah. That's not that cold, but it feels cold to us because we're wimps. Well, if, you're, if you're cold, you're cold. <laughs> That's true. Cold is cold. It's cold <laughs> enough for us to celebrate by wearing lots of hand knits. Exactly. And I'm wearing my Jenica hoodie, which is a pattern by Hohi Locatelli, which I knit in the Madeline Tosh Erin yarn in a lovely gray that matches everything. So Charlotte <laughs> and I are not wearing exactly the same shade of gray, but we both have the same idea. And beneath that, I'm wearing my An Iron Tunic, which is the one that I recently finished by Louise O'Neill, and it's in the Blue Moon Fiber Arts BFL Sport, which I just love. And I've been wearing this tunic quite a lot. It's perfect with a t-shirt underneath, a long yeah, sleeve tee. because it's short-sleeved, and so yeah. when I saw Gail wearing it, I was thinking, okay, that makes more sense, because you'd have to wear something over it. You couldn't go bare-armed in well, this Well, but I, with the tee underneath it, which is almost the same gray as my sweater. <laughs> it's perfect if I'm warm enough in the house to take off the yeah. overlaying sweater right. layer, then it's perfect in the house too. Well, so. You guys probably keep your house warmer than I do during well, the day. Not usually, but we have been. I've been doing another of my training classes this mm. week, and we've been starting at 5 a.m., which means oh. I've been up at 4.30 a.m. till 9. So Mike has been keeping the house super warm for me so that I don't, turn into an icicle sitting yeah. at the computer yeah see i'm i don't turn on the heater if i'm the only one home i usually wait for the kids to get home or somebody else to get home and then i'll turn on the heater but if it's just me <laughs> i just layer the knits <laughs> i'm a little more selfish mind. than that i do i don't like freezing in the house i do wear you know it's not the house isn't that warm i do need to wear hand knits in the house but if i'm teeth chattering then that's another story yeah 
Okay, so what are you stalking lately? I am stalking a couple of things, and I meant to bring up the Ravelry page once again on my iPad, and I forgot, but I have all my notes here. It is called the Miranda Sweater by Jose Paquin, I oh. think it is pronounced. And let me look it up. Is that Miranda? I'm sorry? What did you call it? Miranda. Yeah, okay, I know which one you're talking about. And there are only 130 projects knit with this on Ravel, knit this sweater on Ravelry. So it's not super, super popular. Isn't it a pretty new pattern, though? That I am not sure. Because I've heard a lot of people, like different podcasts and such, a lot of people seem to be knitting it lately. If I have the right sweater, of course. Doesn't it have a cabled front? Yes. Kangaroo pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an Aran White sweater, so I don't really have a yarn in mind for it. I think it would look lovely in that Elsa wool we talked about. And I don't, the Elsa wool that I swatched was a sport weight, so it wouldn't work for this, although I know Elsa weight has a yarn this weight, but I really want to knit something in the sport weight Elsa wool, so I'm kind of debating but i think it would look lovely in that yarn it would so the sweater it is a knit in the round with an optional hood long sleeve or short sleeve so i guess it must be let's see it doesn't say if it's top down or bottom up huh that's interesting i think i've seen pictures of people knitting it and it's top down but i can't promise that yeah But it's got a really nice cable pattern down the front. It's got what I think is called a kangaroo pocket. Mm -hmm. So kind of like a hoodie, pullover Like an old school hoodie. hoodie. Yeah, but obviously much more stylish looking. I really like it. I do like it. It's pretty. And then the second thing I am stocking is a sweater by Nora Gone, which just came out in the winter 2013 knitty. It's called Lempster. I'm not sure what the name is. I know, means. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I saw that name. I thought, hmm, what is that all about? Yeah, there's probably a story behind it, or it means something. But that is a cabled pullover, another cabled pullover, so you can see where my mind is going right now. And like I mentioned, it was knit by Nora Gone, and she is the designer of another sweater from Deep Fall 2010 called Beatnik, which I have always wanted to knit since the pattern came out. It's Never really have. Yeah. I don't know why. And Beatnik is also another cabled pullover. Did I say that? I'm into it. For some reason, the cabled pullovers, yeah. I guess it's that's the season. Beatnik does not have a hood, though, right? No, it doesn't. Neither does Lempster. Oh, okay. Just, just pullover. And Lempster is actually knit in the round from the top down. And in Knitty, Norgon writes about how she's recently started knitting top down and how she knows she's late to the party and everything because so many people have knit and designed that style already. And the sweater's just really cute. I'm what kind of it. sleeves does it have? Is it raglan or is it set in or does it say? That... They look like boobs coming to visit if you hear <laughs> Yeah, if you hear tinkling, that's the little cat. He's right next to the microphone Let's making see. a guest appearance. I can't really tell from the photos. They don't look like raglan, but 
the pattern page on Ravelry does not say. And yeah, I there aren't very many tags. Which yeah, I haven't read through the pattern yet. But I do know that it is an Aaron White, another Aaron White sweater. So both sweaters give me a reason to look for Aaron White. Maybe the shepherd's wool that I've been so attracted to recently. I don't Can know. you get Aaron White gates with that? I'd have to try it, see how it looked. I'm not really sure. But I loved using that yarn for my Amy Herzog sweater, and I know I want to knit something with it again. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if I could knit this again. I think my Amy Herzog sweater might have been knit at that gauge. We'll see. <laughs> or Malabrigo would be pretty for that, although it might that be too, too one ply for the cables. It might get kind yeah, of fuzzy. Yeah, I think the yarn that it's written for, which is called Barocco Abode, I keep wanting to say Adobe, but it's Abode, <laughs> is a thick and thin yarn, oh. if I recall correctly. I hope I'm thinking of the correct yarn. And it almost has a almost printed look to it. Interesting. It's kind of unusual, yeah. I've never seen it. So it might be fun to use that yarn. We'll see. How about you? What are you stocking? I'm stocking gift knits. And I apologize. This is all from memory for me today. Halfway <laughs> to Charlene's house, I realized I left both my knitting and my show notes in the house. Both in, you know, they were together, of course. And left those at home. Luckily, did remember the computer and microphone and other <laughs> things I wanted to show Charlene. But from memory... I am stocking gift knits, and specifically, there is the Bailey hat, which is a beanie, and I'm probably, I'm going to open my iPhone and make sure that I tell you the right names. There is a hat, which is a free pattern by Wooly Wormhead. My good friend Melissa, her son, has been asking for a beanie, and I said, I can make one of those. So I'm going to knit this for him, and oh, it is called nice. Dylan's Beanie, my apologies. And that I'm going to pull a skein of my Cascade 220 Superwash out for. So that will be perfect for a perfect, child's hat. Yes. And her other child is a little girl. And she loves stuffed animals. So I'm going to knit a second Beans the Cat. Which I knit oh. that last summer for my aunt. And it's super cute. And that's a free pattern by Linda Dawkins on Ravelry. I'm also stocking hat patterns well i have a million in my queue but i've knit a few and i'm looking for more for the knit some good knit along that we're running right now and the last one is called the estee necklace and earrings it's a free pattern by kristen omdahl and it calls for the s charles colazoni crystal yarn which they say is a lace weight yarn it seemed a little bit thicker than that to me but it has sequins in the yarn and strange story, I went to get my bangs trimmed last week and I walked in and my hairstylist was wearing this necklace. And I said, oh, that's beautiful. Can I look a little more closely? And she said, oh, yes, a client made this for me. And I said, oh, wow. oh can I touch it? I want to see what, you know, is it knit or is it crochet? And we determined it was knit. And I immediately went home and started stocking and found it almost <laughs> immediately. So, oh, wow. Yeah. And Charlene's Yarn Store, the Swift Stitch, had the yarn in stock at 20% off because they're still having their fabulous customer appreciation sale. So I purchased a skein of that and I'm going to knit one for my mom for Christmas. So I'm really excited about that because it just, it seems like a very simple knit. You knit diamond shapes and I think there are 22 of them when you bind off and 
it should be a pretty easy knit, I think. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how that turns out. Yeah, and it's not a necklace that's joined in the end, so it's not a, a continuous loop. They're, the ends are free, so you kind of circle it around your neck a couple times if you want. You can kind of tie it together at your neck or do whatever you want. And it was funny because I showed the pattern to Josie, and Josie said, that doesn't look very functional. How is that supposed <laughs> to keep her neck warm? And I said, oh, oh. honey, it's not a scarf. It's just it's just for it's a decoration. Exactly. <laughs> So those are some of the specific gift-oriented knits that I've been stocking. Yeah, that's why I don't have much of a stocking list myself, because it's December, like I said. It's all about the small projects. Yeah, sweaters seem insurmountable to me right now. Yeah, there's just so much going on, and people are already, I was telling Gail, people are already making plans for New Year's. Of course you have to make your plans for New Year's early, so I understand that, but it just... I want to get past one holiday. (laughs) Or facing the next. Well, when we recorded last, our last episode, I was stocking the Solstice cardigan, which I was swatching for while we recorded. I've swatched. I've washed the swatch, blocked the swatch. It's ready to go. And I just can't get up the gusto to actually cast on for a sweater. Yeah, it's just so busy. I was telling Gail, last night, my boys each had a basketball game. And I also help sell snacks at the event. So it's a middle school. There's three basketball games all in a row. I had kids participating in two of them. And it, it takes up, it, even though it's two basketball games, there's the prep, there's the getting there, there's the getting home, and then dinner, homework. I, my It felt like half my day was consumed. <laughs> taking care of all of the things that needed to happen to make our family able to attend this event. There's so much going on. And I came home and I thought, oh, finally I could knit. Because often I do knit at their sporting events. But last night, because I was working in the snack booth, I did not knit. And I was also helping other things. So I was up and down, up and down. I didn't knit. So I got home, finally able to knit, and I tried to cast on these sweat slippers, sweaters, slippers twice, and I made mistakes and I couldn't do it. And finally, I just said, I can't do this right now. <laughs> As you can tell, probably tell, maybe tell, I'm also recovering from a cold. I'm still coughing. I'm trying not to cough on the microphone, but my voice may sound a little froggy. So that's why. A little sultry. <laughs> yeah, and my daughter, my middle child Josie who's 14 joined the school wrestling team which she is not a physical child ever before she has never been sports oriented before she's never liked any form of exercise before so this is quite a phenomenal (laughs) undertaking and she had her first real tournament last Saturday and talk about using up your whole day she wrestled in three matches and In order to wrestle in three matches, she had to be at her high school at 5.30 a.m. They carpooled to the event where they have to get weighed in, blah, blah, blah. And she wrestled, and it wasn't over until 5 p.m. that same day. 40 different schools, hundreds of wrestlers, and it was just a freshman, sophomore tournament for people who had never wrestled in high school before. 40 schools, though. I mean, that makes it a big event which makes it an ordeal because everything is going to take longer you have to find 
parking at a pl- at a school that normally has lots of parking. I'm sure it was at a premium this it day. Was, yes, and there's all kinds of things that just make it everything take longer. Yeah, I was I was blown away by and how much energy it pulls out of you sitting how on much bleachers. Energy? Yeah. Oh my goodness, I was knitting quite a lot. I got and quite a lot of knitting have, done, but all the parents have to have food and. Yes. Drinks for all these athletes. Yep. Well, our coach is really good, and they all all the team members were prepared and had their gym bags with all of their water and snacks and everything. They were ready to go. I did bring Josie a couple bagels, but she didn't need anything from me. Mm-hmm. But sadly, she didn't win any of her matches, but it's her first ever tournament, yeah. so she's still doing really, really well. She's really excited about it. But sadly, she has informed me that she doesn't really want me to be there because I cramp her style. So really? I was the only parent who was there the whole time for anyone on their team. And their coach never even sat up in the bleachers with us. He sat down so that he wasn't interfering with their chatter and stuff like that. And I told Josie, well, how about if I go, I watch your matches, and then I don't sit with you guys so that you don't feel the pressure of a parent right near you and you can chatter and you know not feel the pressure of an adult and so we've come to a compromise but and she was finished wrestling by one o'clock easily and we had to wait there until five o'clock to leave so that's how long and tedious a wrestling match can be but it's still really super exciting that she's doing it so it is that was a total aside sorry got off on a tangent there (laughs) (laughs) it's a super busy kid activity time of year for us right now so i think that's where a lot of it really is we're in the thick of basketball season the school basketball season. And so. wrestling. And Max is getting mm-hmm. braces on his teeth this week. And that's been an <laughs> ordeal for the last week and a half. So, woohoo! <laughs> okay. So there you go. We don't usually go off on tangents. No, we don't. So back on track. Just goes what to show how finished? frazzled our brains I know, it's are true, huh? right now. <laughs> what have I finished? Look at or that. did I skip? Was it supposed to be what are we knitting first? What are we knitting there is we in go. my notes next. So... <laughs> I could I could be in the wrong order. No, but, I think you're right. You're okay. right. What am I knitting? I am knitting slippers right now. In fact, that is what is in my hands, and that is what I tried to cast on twice so unsuccessfully post-basketball brain last night. <laughs> basketball brain. Yeah. Well, it really is. So, What I have been knitting are the Salomas slippers, which you can find several patterns for on Ravelry. I am doing the seamless version, although I've knit several pairs, and so I'm about ready to move on to another version that is there that has a little strap. I'm going to try those next. But the pair, let's see, there, okay, there are several patterns. I'm knitting the seamless version, and... That's by Megan Williams, right? Yes. Yep, I knit those. Well, she she took a pattern and just modified it to be seamless. The pattern already existed right, in several forms. In fact, I was looking on Ravelry, and I think I found at least five or six patterns that all have the same number cast on and everything. It's just different. Yeah, she talked the seam, about that. Yeah, yeah the seams are in different places. Version. And all she did was add instructions to knit it in the round using um, a cast on where you get stitches on both sides. Of the and needles. that is a free pattern on Ravelry, right? It is, yep. yes. And the cast on that you use is the cast on that some people might use to start a, a sock at the toe. 
So that's what defeated me last night, even though I can normally do those. But <laughs> but there's another pattern or another version of it that has a little strap that goes over the top, like a little Mary Jane slipper. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try that one next, I think. You're, so, so you are going to knit another pair? I probably will. I probably will. Because now that I've knit several for gifts, I think my own family wants them. <laughs> so... See, I don't know if you all remember last December when we were doing the same kind of can't really knit on sweaters, knitting gifts. Charlene did a similar thing with a specific pattern, the garter stitch mitts mm-hmm. pattern by Isolde Teague. She knit several pairs of those. And how many pairs of slippers have you already finished? I'm five pairs. Five. Yeah. Yes. Five Had pairs to look at my and one. Though. She's knit one of the sixth pair already. So yeah. they're quite beautiful. Yeah. And then I still have my Ease sweater on the needles, but I don't think I've picked it up since the last time we recorded. I so. remember you said that, that it was kind of in time out while you've got all these other smaller yeah, things knit. Yeah, and it's not even necessarily in time out. It's just that I don't have the brain power to work on it. <laughs> I understand that. My Audrey and Unst is kind of in the same position. Yeah. 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 We're giggling because there's noises coming from the other room where boo is so oh, is that, i wasn't <laughs> sure if it was boo or if it was something from outside i thought no, it was maybe the gardener next door boo. not sure what's going on there but continue <laughs> <laughs> how about you what are you knitting you're not currently knitting you're winding i am i'm but i know that you are knitting some at new home. pretties yes i am knitting at home because i'm doing one of those training classes this week i'm actually halfway through a pair of the thrummed booties which is a pattern from the knitted slipper book that we reviewed a few episodes ago mm-hmm. and the designer's name is katie startsman those are knit with Aran weight yarn and thrumming means that you take a piece of fiber i'm using non-superwash bfl and you cut the fiber into four inch chunks and then you pull pieces apart so that you have little slivers of fiber and every third stitch in this case instead of using the yarn when you're knitting a stitch you put the yarn over the needle and pull it under Instead of using the yarn, you put the sliver of fiber over the needle. So you get every third stitch on your thrummed rows is this beautiful pop of color and fiber. And what that means on the inside of the booties is delightful comfort. It's like if you've ever worn an Ugg boot or any kind of fleece lined anything, it's very similar to that. I think it's a lot softer than Ugg boots. (laughs) I knit a pair a few weeks ago And I didn't really talk about them much on the podcast because they were a gift for my friend Maggie and she has since received them. They are really, really fun to knit and really, really quick. I've finished, almost finished, one, and I think total knitting time was maybe two and a half hours for one slipper. Oh, that's fast. Yeah, they're really fast. And they're knit flat and then you seam them. And I don't usually enjoy seaming, but the seaming is a cinch on these. I mean, you can't even see it. It's a mattress stitch up the top. Mm Mm-hmm. And great pattern, really fun. The only thing about thrumming that so far has been kind of a bummer is the fact that you have these little fiber fiber pieces floating around in the air everywhere. <laughs> because I'm doing this in front of the computer, it's all stuck to the oh. computer monitor. It's all over the keyboard. It's all over me. Oh. It's all over the floor. It's quite messy, but it's worth it in the end. So, And my husband, when he walked through the room earlier today, he said, oh, those actually look really fuzzy. So he's looking forward to wearing his new slippers soon. So that's one thing that I am currently knitting. I'm also 
Adrian Unst is on the needles. That's the sweater I talked about the last episode, patterned by Gudrun Johnston, which had been in my queue forever. And I'm knitting that in Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino Light in the Onyx colorway. And my gauge, I was getting the correct stitch gauge, not the correct row gauge. So for the from the underarm up area, I got a lot more rows than the pattern expected. So now that I'm to the point where I'm picking up for the sleeves, it's a short row set in sleeve style sweater. I have a lot more stitches on the needles than you're supposed to for the sleeve. And because hmm. I don't want either an enormous armhole or a giant gaping sleeve, I'm trying to come up with a way to make the sleeve still look good and yet fit. So that kind of has me stumped. I, I picked up all the stitches and had a good start, but I ended up decreasing on one side and not decreasing on the other, which resulted in lopsidedness. So I ripped it back out and then I just haven't had the mental oomph <laughs> to pick those back up again, but I will. We're, we're in the same place. Exactly. And it's, I've already done the button bands and the neck band, which is an I-cord edge, because I wanted to maximize the yarn and mm -hmm. knit as much sleeve length as I could. So I only have to finish the sleeves and sew on buttons and it's done. So it's really close to being finished. Yeah. I just haven't picked it back up. Yeah, I felt like my ease got going really quickly too, because I'm nearing the bottom of the sweater. I can't remember if I've started increasing for the hips or not, but I'm somewhere Midway. near yeah. the bottom of the sweater and I remember thinking oh just the sleeves and the collar because I don't have to do a button band because it's a pullover but of course that's when I stalled out on it so yeah. but we'll you and I both once we pick them back up those will probably go really yeah, quickly because will. then we'll they be will. probably post Christmas and we'll have right. all sorts of knitting mojo back <laughs> Well, we have knitting mojo. We now. have well, knitting sweater mojo. Sweater knitting yeah. mojo. That's what. I or time, say. just time. Yeah, I did. Also, the third thing on the needle still is my Hogwarts Express shawl, which is by Susan Ashcroft, and I'm knitting that with the Alpenglow Cory fingering, which is the 100% Corydale yarn. And I was kind of feeling like that was a major slog, just because I don't know. It was so much back and forth, increasing for the body of the shawl. I wasn't feeling the love. And I brought it with me to Josie's wrestling tournament. And once I added the bees, bees, beads for the eyes <laughs> of the owls, I fell in love with it. So yes. I'm back in love with that. And I had planned to be knitting on it right now as we were podcasting. And I probably could have finished it while we were podcasting. I'm that close to being finished. But alas, that will have to wait until tonight. And then I'll have an FO probably by the end of the day. Yay. So yeah, those, <laughs> those are the things I'm currently knitting. Okay. And what have you finished? I have finished a couple of small things, small things, of course. I finished another hat for Halos, and I think it's my 14th one for, nice. the, for the year, oh, for the okay, whole right. year. And that's going to go into the pile, and we'll take them all to stitches in February. I finally finished my Alewives cowl, which you heard about. Uh, because I was wearing it. I absolutely love my cowl. When Gail asked if I loved it, <clears throat> I was texting to her and I said, oh, it looks it looks nice flat, but it looks absolutely amazing when it's on. <laughs> I just love it. The textures 
look fabulous, I think. I wore and, mine to work the other day. I was wearing oh, my blue yeah. boxy sweater mm-hmm. with my oh, Alewives yeah. cow yes, over it at yeah. work, and I just felt so stylish. Yeah, and this one is, I made the double wrap version, and I really like the double wrap version. You know, I've made double wrap cowls before. I've Specifically the honey cow, I've made double. But I've never kept one for myself. So this is the first time I've really worn a double wrap cowl. And this is so nice and cozy. And there's something about just wearing something around your neck that really does keep you warm. Everybody says that. And every winter I say that. And it's not a surprise, but it sure feels good. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why Infinity Cows are so popular right now. Because you see people wearing them everywhere. Yeah, cows are just popular i was talking to my nephew 16 year old nephew the other day and he said even boys at his school wear them i didn't realize yeah i've seen boys wear them my yoga teacher who is a man where has a really nice maroon uh long cowl Mm -hmm. and he was wearing that to arrive the other day and i was going to ask him after class if somebody had hand knit or go check it out but I completely forgot after class. So. It's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking of gifting one of my cowls to my yoga teacher. Oh, really? I'm going to have to totally do that. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was curious if somebody had knit it for him. So, Yes, I love the double wrap cowls. Yeah. There is something so comforting and warm. And because it's a cowl, like we said the last episode, it just stays there. It doesn't yeah. have to be fussed with and... Yeah, I can't wait to yeah. get a couple more cowls. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that the Alewife's Cowl is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty of Blue Bee Studios. And the pattern is, it's got, like us see, ribs and pearls. You need to be able to either follow a graph or a chart, I guess, a chart or graph, mm. whatever your word for it is, or be able to follow the written directions Boo was sniffing around in the kitchen sink. I was watching it. Oh, <laughs> he just jumped off the camera. You're not supposed to be there. I had a feeling that was the case. <laughs> I knew he was sneaking around. Yeah, behind my back, literally. Literally. Um, but you need to be able to follow the pattern, or follow the or the the chart or the graph, or follow the written instructions for the patterning. There are little. They're like V's. Not quite. Kind of chevron. Yeah, kind of chevrons. But they go in pattern up and down, up and down along part of the cowl. So it's not too complicated, but you need to be able to pay attention. It's not quite, for me, it wasn't quite social knitting or podcast knitting. I agree. But it's not that complicated either. And the results are just fabulous yeah i agree just on all fabulous. Counts. Yes. it's you knit it in sections so like you'll have a section of stitches that are one pattern a section of stitches that are another pattern so you're keeping track of different patterns as you knit it in the round yeah and i put stitch markers between each pattern so yeah, i, I knew too. every time when i came to a stitch marker something new was happening and by the time there's one part that you repeat several times where the ribs the ribs are these rows of alternating like welts. Welts, yes. Yeah. The alternating rows of rib and pearl. You have to do so many repeats. Well, that was how I counted it. I counted those to make sure that I would have enough yarn to finish because I had two skeins and I wanted. I counted how many I got from the first skein oh, and then smart. duplicated that for the second skein. So that was how I 
uh, maximized my yarn but you do you just you follow it and it's yeah it's not that hard not too hard and it's like she said it's a really beautiful effect when it's finished it's the texture to it is so rich it is and the yarn that I used is some hand dyed from an indie dyer called Shasta Daisy Knits thank you very much Shasta for sending us the yarn and I so love pretty. it <laughs> mine is a royal royal bluey purple fabulous color and there's depth to it it's a little bit tonal I just love it and it's warm yeah the two skeins that Shasta sent to me in a colorway called azalea that is just this glorious pink <laughs> last episode I had asked you guys for cowl suggestions and oh you got Kelly yeah Kelly of the Shorty Sutures podcast she gave me two awesome recommendations one was nuzzle n-u-z-z-l-e and another was the harmonica cowl like harmonica oh, without the h yes i liked that one it's really neat it's, yeah it kind of reminds me of an accordion type mm -hmm. of pleats yeah i thought that was really neat yeah and the nuzzle is basically just a stockinette in the round with one cable panel on the, the cowl so harmonica is knit back and forth and then you kitchener it together nuzzle is knit in the round and what i was hoping for with my shasta daisy knits yarn is i wanted something in the round that was, you know, not much thought required. So I would have to pay attention just when I came to the cable stitches. Mm -hmm. So I'm leaning in that direction, although I like the harmonica better. Mm -hmm. So it depends on, you know, where my brain is at the time. But right. Two great suggestions, and they both went immediately into my queue and are queued up for knitting soon. <laughs> so thank you, Kelly, for that suggestion. Actually, Kelly gave me the nuzzle suggestion. I don't remember who gave me the harmonica suggestion. Sorry, I can't remember at the moment. And like I said, my show notes are at home. <laughs> so you can probably hear my needles clicking, I realized. I couldn't hear that. I'm, I'm knitting, starting this slipper on two circulars. So one circular is dangling while I work with one. So hopefully it's not too obnoxious to hear too much clicking. <laughs> one of my stitch markers is a little bell. And I use it, <laughs> this is so mean. <laughs> I use it when I'm trying to irritate my husband. <laughs> Because I knit while we're watching TV, and he'll glance over occasionally like, what is that noise? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm using my little <laughs> bell stitch marker. I don't Ooh. usually try to annoy him, so that stitch marker doesn't come out very often. But I like it. I like the little tinkle sound I that like it makes. I like those, too. Yeah. And Boo's, one of Boo the cat's favorite toys is a little bell. And if I happen to pull out my stitch marker that has a bell on it, wherever he is in the house, his head goes flying up. And <laughs> I he can looks imagine. around like, who's playing with a toy? Is that a toy? Is it's it like for me? like you're summoning him, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. What do you yes. want? So, and then the last thing that I finished are the five aforementioned sets of slippers. And I am knitting those in various leftover one skein worsted weights in my stash occasionally partial balls that i think i have enough for and i've got a big bag of partial balls all collected over in my knitting area that i can just reach into it and start the next one and i i think they're coming out great they look a little odd when you look at them it's a little rectangle shaped cup with a little triangle shape on top when it's folded flat and they really don't look like much but they look really nice when it's on your feet so I hope 
that the recipients will agree. <laughs> well, and you're going to have to give the recipients instructions. Yeah, because if you, on your exactly, because if you put them on backwards, they feel funky and they don't feel nice. And if somebody put them on backwards and made a judgment call based on that, I would be very disappointed. Well, when I <laughs> so. finished mine, I immediately put them on backwards on my feet. Oh. I thought, this is ridiculous. How can anybody really want yeah. to make these slippers? It doesn't make any sense. And then I turned them around <laughs> and everything was perfect. <laughs> So that is what I have finished. How about you? What have you finished? Well, I actually was at the local craft store the other day and found some really, really soft acrylic yarn that was really happy to look at. It's called Red Heart Gumdrop Yarn, and it's variegated, but it's one tonal background color with pops of other colors. So the one that I used first is like a tealish color, that is slightly variegated, so it goes a little bit from light to dark, and then it has really bright pops of pink and green and and I think yellow in it. And I use that to knit a Renfrew hat, which Charlene has knit several over the last few weeks, and I finally knit one. Really great pattern. It was a really, really enjoyable knit, basically something that I didn't have to pay much attention to, which I appreciated at the time. And it's great for charity, considering that's 100% acrylic yarn. And it didn't feel like acrylic. It was very soft, and I really enjoyed knitting with it. So for $3.99 a ball <laughs> for about 200 yards, I can get that's two hats good. easily out of each ball of yarn. That makes me very happy. Yeah. And like I said, the colors are awesome. They came out really cute. Isn't it cute? Yeah. Yeah, and the second color I got is a neon green that has pops of other colors in nice. it. I think that one's called Green Apple, actually. Nice. So that was a score. The second hat that I knit for Knit Some Good is called the Little Ellie Hat. And it is a color work hat with elephants on it. And it's adorable. The pattern, I'm going to have to look it up well, I describe what the hat looks like. You knit it from the bottom up, and the color work obviously forms elephants, one circle of elephants facing one direction and then another facing the other direction. And I used my Cascade Cotton Rich DK yarn, which is a discontinued yarn, and I've knit several charity hats with it, and it's still there. It's like the, the balls that never end, which is I great. I have a few like that, too. Yeah, I kept thinking, oh, I'll use all this up for sure, but it just hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Yeah. But the hat, once you're done with the color work, you do about 14 rows stockinette of the contrast color, and then you do a three-needle bind-off at the top, so it's pretty much a square, and then you put two tiny pom-poms on either end of the hat, and then you can either... It looks like ears when they're wearing yeah. it. Max tried it yeah. on for me, and he liked it. In the pictures, they twisted the pom-poms together to pull them together at the top, so it kind of oh. looks like a folded envelope at mm -hmm. the top. But Max liked it better with just the yeah. pointy corners flopped yeah. over his head. So it was super cute. And that pattern is by Deepika, D-E-E-P-I-K-A. And I think it's a $4 download or somewhere right about there. There are only four finished objects on Ravelry. Ooh. Well, that's sad. Yeah, $4 US. So it was a very quick knit and it was very fun. And you get the gasp factor from people looking at it. Even my husband said, <laughs> oh, that's cute. So I figured that was a score. Nice. And I also, okay, no notes. What did I finish? Oh, I finished my Adiri cowl. That is the pattern by Julia Trice, who is Mind of Winter. And that was one of the indie knit along or gift along patterns for that giant knit along that's going on. And I knit that with my Solitude Wool 100% Targi in hot pink. And it's really pretty. 
I personally don't think I like the big cowl look on myself if it's just one circle because I don't really know what to do with it. It's kind of <laughs> floppy and just under my chin and every time I lower my chin, it's in my mouth and I have to figure <laughs> out how to wear it because it's beautiful. It's sections of cable and lace and it sounds complicated, but it was a really, really easy, fun knit. So I highly recommend that knit to people. And that may be all that I finished. The two hats that and the cow. Right. I think so. That seems like a lot for two weeks. Yes, yeah, it does. Pretty proud of myself. We took a short break so that Charlene could get something <laughs> to drink. And while we were chit-chatting, I'm sitting here hand-winding some beautiful yarn. And Boo came and sat on my lap. <laughs> and he was purring for me. It's the first time I've had an animal in my lap in so long. And it was so nice. <laughs> Charlene even snapped a little snapshot of us. So you can see that on the blog show notes, Cindy, I know that you're going to be interested in seeing that. (laughs) I know I've snapped a couple pictures of boo or things that happen while we record and I still have yet to post them up. I just haven't, I've been kind of sick for the last week, so I've been a little slow, but I'll get everything posted. It'll be fun. All right. So what are we swatching? Okay, we are swatching a yarn from Sincere Sheep called Equity Sport, and it is a Rambouillet yarn, and Gail's got a little bit of information about Rambouillet to share with us. Yeah, I have the Fleece and Fiber Sourcebook open right here, and Rambouillet, this is a little background, I thought it was really interesting. In 1786, when the Spanish began allowing merinos to be exported, Louis XVI, soon-to-be-beheaded husband of Marie Antoinette, (laughs) imported 359 of the Spanish sheep to his estate at Rambouillet in northern France, where breeding modifications resulted in the development of a separate breed. So, that's an interesting little background. I wonder if any of these sheep were at Marie Antoinette's little special country (laughs) place that he designed for her. But some actual fleece-related facts about Rambouillet. So the staple length is two to four inches, occasionally as long as five. The micron count is 18 to 24 microns, which fits right in there in Deb Robeson's next to skin category of, you know, 30 microns or less. And the lock characteristics, it says square, flat-tipped, dense staples with well-defined crimp, probably somewhat less organized than in merinos. The tips often collect dirt and need to be carefully cleaned. So that's the technical background on the Rambouillet sheep. And the yarn itself I used to knit my Bumble Beret, which is another Elizabeth Doherty pattern. And I really enjoyed knitting with it. It's part of Sincere Sheep's Terroir series, which we interviewed the owner of Sincere Sheep, who is Brooke Sinis, and we interviewed her. You will hear the interview our next episode, episode 52. And she was explaining to us exactly what the terroir series means. And it's very, very interesting. So we hope you look forward to that interview next episode. Yeah. And, okay, just a short little bit about the equity sport. It is a two-ply, semi-woolen spun, sport weight, 100% Rambouillet wool yarn. And her description of it says that it is bouncy with a lot of elasticity, which I think is a good description right and i did want to mention also that this is all from sheep that were bred or i need to figure out what the name of that is are raised in kid ranch in buffalo wyoming so this is another one of the 100 percent u.s types of wool and 
what would you say our first rating is for texture? So for texture, I kind of described it as being bumpy. And Gail and I had written up our notes separately. And then interestingly, Gail called it... I said pebbly. It, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we both thought it had a very interesting texture. It's not a smooth yarn. No, it's not smooth. It does have texture to it, but it's not a thick and thin. Right. It's not thick and thin by any mean. It's very evenly spun and an even yarn. It's just, it's interesting. It's it's like the two plies, each individual ply is so tightly spun that it feels like they push against each other somewhat. So it results in a very interesting, my word, pebbly in my opinion, mm-hmm. texture. And I said bumpy, so yeah. that's we're, we're on the same road exactly. there. <laughs> and for sheen, we both agreed. No, no sheen. sheen. It's, no sheen at all. It, there, and re- I should have backed that up. Sincere Sheep, all of her yarn is hand-dyed with natural dyes. Mm -hmm. So each, we used a gray for our swatch, and the gray, I don't know if she dyes those or if those are natural colors, but there is no particular sheen to this. It's it's a very wool-looking yarn, not to say rustic in any way, but it doesn't have any silk content or anything like that that would lead to a sheen. And then as far as density... The yarn is, we both thought, light, somewhat lofty, and then that kind of goes along with the description on the website, which is bouncy. Right, I agree. And it is a woolen, no, worsted spun yarn. It's not She calls it semi-woolen spun. Oh, really? Because looking at it, I would have thought that was worsted spun. It goes to show what I know still. Well, semi-woolen. Yeah, and the, the fact that it's so light and lofty made me think it was woolen spun Mm -hmm. but looking at it i was guessing it would have to be worsted spun i'm Mm -hmm. wrong it is somewhat (laughs) woolen that makes much more sense to me now why it is so lofty then and then she also adds that it has a lot of elasticity which it really does yeah this yarn stretches a lot you can yeah charlene's pulling pulling on a single yeah single strand of it right now and it really is elastic there's no doubt about it and fuzz factor? No fuzz. No fuzz. No fuzz. Yeah, there's no <laughs> halo to this yarn at all. And wearability, we both agreed that although Rambouillet has the low micron count, this particular yarn, I don't think I would want to knit a next-to-skin cowl with it because of the pebbly, pebbly texture. That's not to say it's not soft, but I knit my beret out of it, and I think it would be perfect for a hat. I would even think fingerless mitts because it would be super warm. But other than that, I would vote outerwear for this yarn. That was my feeling as well, even though it is really soft. So we were kind of torn about that. But I think it's just something about the texture. We would probably both prefer it as an outer garment. Yeah, not and again, that has no negative connotations. No, That's not just at all. our opinion. Each yarn has a use. Exactly. <laughs> and blocking... I found that my beret did kind of soften up a little. I don't think it bloomed much, per se. Yeah, I didn't notice any gauge change or dye run off. In fact, I didn't notice any change at all with blocking. Yeah, I noticed a little bit of softening, but I had a much bigger piece of knitting Yeah, you were working with an actual garment, and I was just working with a swatch. And you know on the elasticity part, it is like the brim of my beret seemed like it was going to be too small for my head, but it... Is plenty stretchy because the the bumble beret has a rolled brim. Mm-hmm. So well, it does remind me of those yarns that have a little bit of elastic in them. It almost seems like it should, based on how springy it yeah. is in your hand. 
but it doesn't. It's 100% Rambouillet. So it's I think cool. that's kind of nice because you can make, if you don't know perhaps your recipient size, you oh, have a little bit of yeah. leeway with all this stretchiness. That's kind of nice. Good point. And then as far as value, it is put up in 255-yard, two-ounce skeins. And we both felt that it was kind of priced in the range where you could knit a garment with it. Yeah, I remember you saw a woman wearing the chickadee sweater by Yasolda mm-hmm. Teague in this yarn last year at oh, Stitches, right? And Charlene was right. practically swooning over how beautiful it was. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So easily this would make a beautiful garment. And as you'll hear with our interview with Brooke next episode, she was commenting on how well natural dyed colors work together. Mm-hmm. And that chickadee sweater is a very good example of yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. yeah, I definitely, I will buy more of this yarn. Not quite sure what I'll use it for, but Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And once again, that we're reviewing that just to get you ready for our next episode where we will chat with Brooke Sinnes of Sincere Sheep. Where it, It's a great, great interview, and there's a lot of information packed in there once again. There so. was. After we did the interview, two days later, I went running with my friend Melissa, and I was going on and on <laughs> about what a fabulous interview it was and how much I learned and the history of natural dyes. And Melissa was even saying how fascinating it was. And she's not a knitter at all. So I I really thank Brooke for that. It was a very interesting and fascinating interview. Yeah, I, look I think forward... we say that about all of the interviews, know, but she was very eloquent. But I look forward to playing it for you. And we're also going to be using that during the holidays when we will when our kids are going to be on break so um instead of taking a podcasting break we're going to have this for you guys right with an we'll do a little up-to-date yeah piece we'll do in, a the, little... in the intro but yes. yeah most of the next episode will be that delightful interview yes Okay, we'd like to do a knit-along update for our knit some good knit or crochet along and anything you've knit from November 15th or thereafter, not before, as I mistakenly <laughs> said on the last episode. I don't even remember you saying that. I, I don't either. I didn't catch it either. Ugh, but it was funny because Maggie had asked me in the chat thread when you could start. And I said I mistakenly said before. Oh. And then I verbally said before. Well, I was mistaken both times. Anytime after November 15th through December 31st, anything you knit or crochet for charity and or any pattern or book, etc., that you buy that is for charitable fundraising counts as an individual thread, I'm sorry, individual post in our FO thread. Mm-hmm. And right now we have approximately 70 FOs. So that wow. is fabulous. Lots of beautiful things that are being knit for charity. And not just hats, there are all sorts of really beautiful projects. And I've lots of people so have, impressed. And lots of folks have bought the Phelps book. I've yes, noticed too, which the is Phelps awesome. book. Yeah, that's the Cat Bordy book that we've mentioned before. And Megan Williams, who is the pattern designer of the Saloma Seamless Slippers version that Charlene has knit five pairs of, she has a new cowl and hat pattern out that all the proceeds go to the Women's Health Organization. And I can't remember the name of that off the top of my head, but several people have purchased that as well. So that's another really great fundraising option. What I'd like to do now is give the list of fabulous prizes. Because again, (laughs) each and every item you knit or crochet or item you buy gets you a separate 
entry, so the more the better, right? And some of the great prizes are, drum roll, from Jenny, who is Frenny on Ravelry. She is going to donate one of her hand-sewn project bags from her Etsy shop. We also have several homemade project bags from Cindy, who is Cozy Couch, who I believe is leading the knit some good <laughs> or crochet entries. some good single-handedly with all of her amazing Halos of Hope hats. Yeah. I think she's up to almost 30 I think so. hats right now. Way to go, Cindy. So we have a skein of yarn from Evanston Michelle, who is a fabulous supporter of all of our knit-alongs. Yes. And she is donating a skein of the new neighborhood fiber company Megaloft, which is a bulky yarn. And I think only club members, the Awesome Club yarn club members mm -hmm. have received that yarn. I oh, don't even really? think it's available on the Neighborhood Fiber Company website yet. Oh. So thank you very much, Michelle. And we have several fabulous pattern donations. There will be a pattern from Elizabeth Doherty, who we've mentioned twice in this episode. Yes. <laughs> She's the Ale Wives Cal and the Bumble Beret designer, in addition to many other beautiful designs, sweaters, cowls, etc. We have the Partly Sunny Shawlette, which is by Jennifer Weissman, who is Shady Stroll on Ravelry. A pattern from Nancy, who is Nanny Knitter on Ravelry. She has several cowls and shawls and beautiful things. And we have a pattern from Alicia Plum. So she has beautiful sweaters and cowls mm -hmm. and hats too. She has a Designer lot of beautiful of patterns. Yeah, exactly. That I'm knitting right now. That's right. And since the last episode, I've also been contacted by Kim of Western Sky Knits, and she is going to donate a mini skein bundle. And they're oh, beautiful yes. colors. We have to put those up. I will organize myself to put all of the prizes in both the FO thread and the chat thread. I still haven't done that because I've been so busy. But where possible, I will include pictures. Evanston Michelle sent me a picture of the Megaloft, and oh, okay. Kim sent me a picture of the mini skein bundle. Great. So we will have some pictures, and I'm super excited. That's quite a few prizes. Oh, and the, the lavender sachets from Lori. Oh, that's Strawberry right. Fry. <laughs> so we have the lavender sachets as well. So I think I'm forgetting something, but I don't know what well, it is. there will be a complete list. Exactly. It will all work out. Yep, and we hope that everyone has the opportunity to knit or crochet something because it's a really good feeling. Yeah. Really, really good Definitely. feeling. And it doesn't Definitely. have to be something big. Preemie hats go really, right. really quickly. <laughs> Just saying. They're super fast to knit. So... Thank you, as always, for tuning in for another episode. And thank you very much for putting up with my froggy voice today. <laughs> <laughs> and all our kind of intermittent cut in and out, it feels like today. Yes, it does. With the entertainment of Boo Tis in the background the and everything else. So thank you for listening and happy holidays until we talk to you again. Try to avoid the stress of the season. <laughs> Absolutely. And happy knitting. Bye. Bye-bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at Yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>